Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. A most wonderful day to you as we're in the thick of December here in the Christmas holiday, our Nativity Countdown. And now we talk about a very, very special word. I want to thank you, first of all, for helping in our ministry. This next year, it looks like I'm going to have to get some new transportation. I have all, it's over 230,000 miles on my vehicle. We're looking at expanding our barn studio. Many new things on our ministry horizon, and you've been so faithful to help. Last year, one of the things we needed to do was get our barn all insulated against the cold, and it has been wonderful. That's because of your gifts. And then we had we wanted to hand out things to those in churches as I was speaking that they might be able to follow along our heaven studies. We had printing uh, needs, and you helped out. You've been wonderful in that, my friends. I appreciate that. You've partnered with us, and I appreciate those. And as I had been doing, I was just able to uh, just talk about those that have just recently partnered with us, and I want to thank you. Pam and Betty, Katasha, Erica, and then another Pamela, Virginia, Melanie, Victoria, Tom, and then another Tom, Tommy, James Franklin, Julia, Daniel, Bill, Denise, Joshua, and I could go on and on of those that have given gifts and helped us in our ministry that I'm able to go here throughout the Carolinas, down to Alabama, over to Texas, up to Pennsylvania, into the Appalachian region of Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and on and on, Oklahoma, and these places that I've gone last year, and I'm going to turn around and go this year, the Lord, uh, should he provide. And there are needs for us in the maintenance of my vehicle, in the the, uh, printing costs that we're doing, in the media that we have here, oh, so many things, and you have helped out so much. And I thank you for that. I want you to know that. And you've received my email along with the receipt, my personal uh, thank you uh, to you. Partners, thank you so much for making this possible. And as we're getting ready for 2024, would you consider uh, any gift to us, tax-deductible gift, would help me immensely as I go to travel and do another circuit. And this year, as you know, I already have a speaking engagement in Arizona. We're pushing to the West Coast in our new circuit. I'm going to designate four circuits this year to hit the many corners of the country. And one, indeed, is setting up for me to be out West, too. Thank you so much for making this possible. Would you consider any gift to us? We greatly appreciate it. And we are a 501c3 corporation, tax deductible. I appreciate that very, very much. We all do here. We're looking at the Christmas story, and we go to Luke chapter 2, and verse 10, the angel says to the shepherds who, as it says, are fearing with a great fear. Okay, the scripture tells us in the passage, they were, King James Version, I always like this phrase, they were sore afraid. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, lit up the deep darkness of the countryside with the sheep, and they were sore afraid. They were terrified. Fear not, I bring you good tidings of great joy. So the announcement is not, as some would say, anytime an angel appears, that means somebody's going to die. That was some, some of the, uh, the legendary talk among the people, that you're going to die. 
No, 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 don't fear. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Angels keep showing up during the narrative of the nativity in Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2, and they keep bringing good news and all of these wonderful uh, messages and appearances here. But we have this word here, this powerful word. It's joy. Now, this is a, this is a very strong word throughout the Bible. gives you an intimation of God's power, uh, it, it, and we have joy when we see God. We see that those that are followers of Yahweh, faith in Jesus Christ, that they have great joy, even in the face of persecution. When we go to worship, they see they have great joy. And then we see joy moving on up in a description of heaven. This word is so powerful, it's used 165 times in the scriptures. We see it in 155 verses in the King James Version, for example. The Hebrew word is simcha. The Greek word is kara or kara. You would say it that way with the Hebrew dialect, the guttural pronunciation of it. And in there, what does this word mean? I mean, we see it. uh, We've talked about this. The description of heaven. In your presence, Lord, Psalm 1611. I have fullness of joy. I have fullness of simcha. We see that Psalm 43, 4, I find this most fascinating here. I'm going to the altar of God, to God, my exceeding joy. That's a name for God by this psalmist. You are my exceeding joy, my overflowing joy. We also see that in Psalm 68 and verse 3, let the righteous rejoice before God. Let them exceedingly rejoice. John 16, verse 24 Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Now go ahead and ask that you will receive, that your joy may be full. And we see uh, through here, within the, the nativity story, it's used four times, this word. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10, they saw the star, the magi rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Luke 1 and verse 14, when Zacharias is told, your child that will be coming to Elizabeth. And even in your old age, you will have this miraculous birth. You're going to call his name John, and he will be a joy to you. Luke 1 and verse 44, when Elizabeth hears Mary's voice, she cries out that the babe in my womb leaped for joy. And then, of course, here you see this. Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, I'm giving you good tidings of great joy. What does this word mean? Well, its emphasis is on an inner satisfaction that results in an emotional exaltation. I guess you would say that. One of the definitions that I found says, this makes for a glad result. I find that fascinating, a glad result. In the end of all of it, you will be happy, deeply happy. Happy is, even in American English, can be a little bit too flippant compared to the depth of this. One of the things is inner delight. But we can also say this, oh, I'm delighted that you came tonight. I'm delighted that they remembered my birthday and sent me a birthday card. Or I'm delighted, ooh, we have ice cream for dessert. So it's kind of used in a light way at times. But this word of delight and this joy is much, much deeper, much more foundational. When we see this, we look through the book of Luke, for example, and we're seeing this word talking, this great emphasis here throughout the scriptures, 
and what it means uh, when, when we take a look at the power of this word uh, through the book of Luke. Luke chapter 10, for example, the 70 were sent out, and when they come back and seeing God's work done, even the demons are going to be subjected to the name of Jesus. In his name, they're able to cast out demons. It says they came back with great joy. And then we see when the disciples had seen Jesus coming back in his resurrection, Luke chapter 24, it says that they were, they, they, they didn't even know what to say. They were overcome with amazement, but it also says they were overcome with joy. So we see it all through the scriptures, this end result, this glad result, which causes it, it bursts open into exaltation. Now think about that with this incredible emotive response by the shepherds. They see, and they take off running to tell everybody, the Messiah, the Messiah, there's a joy which they'll never leave the rest of their shepherding career and their lives indeed. The wise men, even resulting, leaving, they see joy, they carry joy in the worship of the Messiah. And when we see this, so do we as believers. They rejoiced in what was to happen. We rejoice in what has happened. And we all will say this, this joy is not only on the introduction of the Messiah to the world for salvation, we thank Jesus for that, but the introduction of the reality that we will forever be in heaven in joy. Psalm 1611. In your presence is fullness of joy. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus uses this term to give a title to our eternal existence for the Christian. In the illustration, he's talking about the faithful overcomers, the servants that have shown their faith by preparing and, and, and showing the fruits of salvation by serving the Lord, loving the Lord, following the Lord. And in the conclusion in verse 23 of Matthew 25, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into heaven. No, how does he describe it? The joy of the Lord. How fascinating. The joy of the Lord. That's So what's heaven going to be like, Brad? What Can you give me a description of heaven? I'm near this time of stepping away from this earth. I'm, I'm hurting. We've lost somebody. What are they experiencing in heaven right now? Can you give us, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the word, joy. joy. Think about it. Think of how powerful this is. If you said, well, you're inviting us to a, 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 this event, what's it going to be like? I mean, we're just not sure. I only have so many seconds to be with you on the phone. I said, oh, happiness. Then I hang up. You've got a real good hint of what you're expecting as you get in your car and head to the venue. Happiness. What's this going to be like over here? You're saying you're inviting us to this, uh, this, this holiday event. Oh, feasting, feasting. You have a good idea of where you're going. One word, you have a good idea. Think about this. What will heaven be like? Joy. Think about that. Joy. If Psalm 43 verse 4 says that God's name to the believer is my exceeding joy, and we're going to his home when the master of the estate is joyful. The estate is joyful, isn't it? You've been to homes where the homeowners, the leaders, the couple, the, the family, they're just happy, they're just joyful. Isn't the whole atmosphere that same way? Absolutely. So if God, Psalm 43, verse 4, is my exceeding joy, then so will the residents of heaven. So will residing in heaven enter into the joy of the Lord. 
what a wonderful promise. What a wonderful promise that we have uh, here. I want to thank you so much, friends, for being with me. Thank you again. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, then give us a holler here, uh, over here, uh, in, through uh, any contact by Brad at The Heaven Tour. You can ask me some questions on there. theheaventour.org is my email. But if you'd like to learn more about us, then theheaventour.com, theheaventour.com. Partner with us, help us as we're spreading the word, reaching the little churches that might not be able to have a speaker, helping out these different places where somebody just needs encouragement or an evangelistic way that I can reach some and giving them the plan of salvation. Your gifts, your tax-deductible gifts are so, so very, very helpful to us. God bless you. Take care. And Lord willing, we'll talk tomorrow as we continue on our Nativity Christmas Countdown. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.